Thank you for subscribing to KCWG The Truth Extra, our premium content channel. We have copies of our shows, plus exclusive content from our hosts and their guests. Also, as a subscriber, you'll be invited to participate in giveaways and events. Thank you for supporting and listening to KCWGTheTruth.com, the best internet radio on the planet. Listen in, listen in. Here we go, family. We are doing a part two, and I want you to sit back. I'm your host, T. Russ, and my co-host, DJ Rome, has off today, and I wish him uh, great blessings so he can relax today. We're going to have a fantastic day, and we're going to do a part two on the N-word. So we are going to do some deep, deep critical thinking And as we psychologists talk about how do we look at the pedagogy and understanding the philosophy or the philosophical understanding of that N-word, I want to do a monologue right now, and I want you to know it's a monologue because there's some deep things that that I have going on uh, in my mind about that word. Before you get uh, comfortable, I want to let you guys know that you listen to kcwgthetruth.com, and you can always call in at 951-520-1037. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. When I grew up, and I always start up when I grew up, the N-word had two meanings, the meaning nigger and the word nigger. And that word, that derogatory word, was a very deep in the community of the black community where I grew up in Watts and also grew up in North Tulsa. And as we grew up as what we call little shorties and young men, sometimes our parents used that word and our grandparents used that word. And they used it in the meaning of endearment at times, and sometimes they did not. Uh, I felt it was a really big oxymoron where we as a community can use that word and some of us embrace that word and others that are not of the culture or let's say the ethnicity of African-American culture cannot use that word. You look on YouTube 
and you basically see uh, a lot of demonstrations of when, let's say, uh, non-black individuals use that word. It's a lot of controversy, and then there's a lot of... Uh, You're listening to exciting to premium content on KCWGTheTruth.com. We really kind of just chopped it up, and we would call each other's nigga. What's up, my nigga? How you doing? Whatever. Even spiritually, we really didn't think anything about it. We grew up uh, with an, a consciousness that that's what it was. And we embraced it as fun and with an understanding. But during the course of, I would say, the late 90s and early 2000, that word become a, a very popular word. It's become such a popular word that it has caused me in my early years, in my 30s and 40s, to recognize that it's a, a word of death. And it's a word that came from the early, early 1800s that came from the Latin, that came from the French, and that came from Spanish, the word nigger, or nigger, or nigra, nigra, and which is spelled N-E-G-R-E. And that word was tossed around in early America. And I want to throw some things to the crowd right now that basically... It kind of blew my mind that I was not aware of. Um, in the early 1800s, they all knew that that word became a derogatory word. It became a word of white supremacists. And it became a word that attached itself to words like kite, spick, and wetback. Uh, things like chink, dango, nigger. Uh, phrases like let's Jew him down or nigger the land. Uh, or Jew bird. For cockles that have a prominent breaks of Irish, uh, I would say, uh, bad wording. When you look at Jews or when you look at Irish, basically, when you hear the word nigger back in those days, there's some correlation of words that attach themselves like, for example, coon. I never understood that word until I went to Missouri. Uh, Uncle Tom, savage, pickaninny, mammy, buck. Samba or Sambu or Jigaboo. One of the words when I was in Missouri that my father-in-law used and it threw me off was the word darky. And I said, what in the world is a darky? And he would begin to laugh and say, that's what they call us down here in the South. And I said, well, what in the world? So I began to realize, well, what do these words really mean? And it really comes down to this. It's a word that associates lazy, stupid, dirty, worthless, Nobody. And that's exactly what they have. So I got, I dug a little deeper. And there are some other words that are attached in the early 1800s that really blew my mind that I really did not know it was out there. And I want to kind of break this down. There are some words that have the, pre, the pretense or the pre-noun starting with the word nigger and ending up with another word. Let me, let me give you some examples. Uh, naggers. Naggers is acting in a lazy and irresponsible manner. Nigger lipping, nigger lover, nigger luck, nigger flicker, nigger heaven, nigger knocker, nigger rich, nigger shooter, nigger steak, nigger stick, nigger tip, nigger in the wood pile, nigger work. All of these words that I'm talking about today, they derive from the 1800s all the way to where we are right now, where that word, when I'm in the educational school system, I hear this word not only used by our own people, but I hear that word used from Asians to white, Caucasian, 
to Hispanic to Filipino. And I was so curious before I left school, I would walk up to him and say, what does that word mean to you? I would go ask the white boy, the black boy, the Asian boy, the Filipino boy, the Hispanic Mexican boy. What does that word mean to you? So I did a little thing and I, I went into school and all of the other ethnicities or non-black would say, it's a word that we use within our own culture. I would say, what's your culture? Our culture is, among us white guys, we call each other niggas. And I said, well, why would you do that? He said, well, we do that because we feel if the black guys can do it, we can do it. And it's a cool word. Well, why is it a cool word? Well, it's a cool word because every song that you see and hear has the word nigga. And it does, it's not a bad word. I said, well, who told you it wasn't a bad word? And he said, well, listen to the lyrics. It, it's an endearing word. It means my brother. It means my sister. So now other cultures have embraced this word, and they've taken it to another level. And you probably say, what level have they taken it to? They've taken it to a level where now that word that was an enslavement word now is a multi-million dollar word. Because if you use that word now in a song, and it has some rhythm to it, and it has some beat, the DJs are going to play it, and they're going to make millions off of that word. The people that have been enslaved all over this world and that have been called that name have never got rep reprimand or let's say uh, they never got uh, compensated for that word. But that word is associated with blood, sweat, and tears. When I used to say that word around my great-grandmother, which was born in the early 1800s, I had the privilege of being my best friend before she passed, and she passed in 2122 when I was 2122. When I brought up that word, I could see the tears in her eyes. I want you to hear this. She was she passed away at 89 years old. When I used the word with her daughter, which was my grandmother, we would laugh because now it became a word of endearment and it also could come a word of control or command. But when I use the word now to my sister and we discuss it or my brother, it doesn't mean anything but brotherhood or it means I can be mad at you, like for example, nigga please. Or I can say it in another word, my nigga. But when we associate this word with white people, we get upset because they use that word. Ice Cube, I believe, came back and said this comment, and I hope I'm quoting him as saying, we own this word. I don't understand how you can own the word, and I understand where he's coming from, but I don't understand how anybody can own this word. I want the audience to sit back, and I want you to just chill a little bit and get your dictionaries out. And I want you to research this word today, tomorrow, whenever you have time. And I want you to reflect on what that word deeply means to you. What I do know is that every word spiritually has an origin. And that origin, like Oprah has said, is an origin of blood, sweat, and a pain. And how can that word be endearing when it was off the backs of slaves? That they lynched, they broke down, and they traded. I wanted to read quickly a guy called Willie Lynch. And Willie Lynch, everybody knows, was an author that and a slave owner that said, if you can control your slaves and you can break down these methods, I can read it verbatim. I have a foolproof method 
for controlling your black slaves, I guarantee every one of you that if installed correctly, it will control the slaves for 300 years. That disturbed me and it bothered me that we as a people, not just black people, white people, Asian, Hispanic, Filipino, that we not own that word, but we reclassify that word and we bury that word. Now, I want to read a couple things to you verbatim that Willie Lynch said that would intensely change the mind of black people. One of the things was, of course, social class. You take the light-skinned and the dark-skinned. You use different words to break them down. You take very deep principles and peg them against each other. You take the biggest, strongest buck, and you take the oldest buck. You take the language psychologically, and you use those languages to defeat them based on a, a discourse concerning not only economics, but how they see themselves. It becomes dangerous and affects the mind, affects the body, and affects the soul. When you use those things and you take away the language and you separate it to people and you tell them that they can't read and you can't tell them you can't write, but you tell them you're a nigger, you're a nigger, you're a nigger. And you tell them that for a century, which is 100 years. And you put the fear of God in them and tell them that God believes that you're a nigger. Then you begin to realize that not only are you a nigger, your other brother is a nigger too. So now that kingship that you came from, you came from a king and you came from a queen, now you become a servant all your life. And so when you get married and that woman looks at you, she doesn't look at you like a king. You don't look at her like a queen. You look at her at her as a savage, and she looks at you as a savage, and but you don't say savage. You say nigger. That is a part of the Willie Lynch letters. The control language crossbreeding completed that alienates the mother tongue. The mother tongue. You're listening from to Africa, exciting premium content on KCWGTheTruth.com. Up north countries from Africa acknowledges that the language institutes the heart of a people. So if you implement the heart of someone based on an institution of language, you can now be vulnerable to attack and invasion. And so what has happened is those letters and that language, that word, has become what we call subliminal unconsciousness. So when we say that word, we really believe that it is a subconscious word that's friendly, but it's like high blood pressure. It's a silent killer. And so we go around saying to our brother, what's up, my nigga? But we really are saying, what's up, death? We're going to go take a break, and we're going to chill. And when I come back, I want you to listen to a song. And this song is by Nicki Minaj. Now, this is a Christian network system. But we're going to play the song that degrades black people that she developed and created that now black women, how they see the black man. So now there is no longer the king, there's no longer the queen, it is now the nigga. We'll be back after this messages. Go get something to eat, come back. We about to get down with it. Real love, real talk on cut. Look at y'all smoking ass niggas after every pole niggas start choking ass niggas. You know why? Nigga, nigga. 
child bitch ass nigga stop lying on your dick ass niggas you know what nigga nigga Look at y'all looking ass niggas, stop looking at my ass ass niggas Look at y'all lying ass niggas, talking about this paid off for this fine ass line ass nigga Bunch of non-mogul ass niggas, frontin' like they got a plan, boost mobile ass nigga Nigga, nigga, look at y'all, can't get a job, so you plotting how to rob ass niggas I ain't got a check for y'all, but if I'm a check for y'all, I'ma need a check from y'all niggas I don't want sex, give a fuck about your ex, I don't even want a text from y'all niggas I'm raping you niggas, look at this pic, look at what the fuck I gave to you niggas Ain't feeling these niggas, niggas want my time, call me Clinton, I'm feeling these niggas Y'all sharing one bottle in the club, one bottle full of pub ass niggas. Look at y'all nine having game ass niggas. Y'all niggas share chain ass niggas. Same cup in the hand ass nigga in the club with a credit card scam ass nigga. No dick in the pants ass nigga. I'll be damned if I fuck a nine man ass nigga. I would, I would, I would, I would never fuck a nine man ass nigga. I would never lie even if that nigga flew me and my bitches all the way out to Dubai. Pussy, you tried. Pussy ass nigga, you lied. Pussy ass nigga, you high. Bitch, I'm me. Back, we back. That's a song by Nicki Minaj that just kind of breaks down the the understanding of where we are as a people. And I'm gonna be real with you. When I was out there on them streets, and if you played that song, it would hype me up. And if you came to me and said, "There's nothing wrong with that word," I would look at you, probably pull out my nine, and call you that word that we that females hate. That B, that I, that T, that C, that H, A S S, nigga. That's what and how I came. But it's something when you become revolutionized in your mind and you get the the salvation of God and you realize that everything that you thought was not the thought of God. Everything you did wasn't what you did of God. And so now as a professional, understanding the psychological vernacular of what the detriment of words, because words created the word, the world, they created man and they created woman. So when you have a one man that degrades a man and tells him something that he's not, how can he ever build up something that he is? It's, it's never going to happen in this lifetime if we don't stop using the word. Now, my guest tonight, the awesome pastor Starks, is on the show tonight, and he's going to and break some stuff down. Because as a brother to another brother, I really want to know what his thoughts is too. So I want you to welcome to the to the platform, man. Real love, real talk uncut. Pastor Starks. What's hey, up, man? Hey, man. Thank you for allowing me this privilege to uh, be on uh, uh, Real Love, Real Talk Uncut. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. With the infamous <laughs> T Russ and uh, missing our, our good brother, DJ Rome, tonight. Yes, sir. As he yes, take sir. his uh, day off of me. Hope he's. Uh, Enjoying it to the fullest. Yeah, the meticulous, articulous. <laughs> the DJ meticulous, Rome. articulous. <laughs> DJ Rome, you know. Uh, you know, I, I kind of grew up in an era, man, where um, that word was very uh, that 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 word was not to be used. Right. You know, 
Um, and when that word was used, it caught your attention right. because the next set of words right. or the next action right. was going to be hostile. That's right. You know, um, it, it, it hyped you up. As you said, it hyped you up right. because you know that those were fighting words. Absolutely. And something is going to get ready to happen, right. whether you or somebody's going to attack you. Right, right. And right. so, um, and so um, we had an opportunity to uh, go to a wedding. Okay. My nephew got married, and uh, we were at the wedding. And uh, online, I got my, I got the DJ. Uh, uh, okay. Mr. DJ, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. And so... Uh, What's up, my brother? Uh, 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 Ray this is uh, T, T. Russ. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Good, good. And uh, when we were just at the, at the wedding... Uh, you know, I was kind of, you know, really just sat back at, at how the music was played and, and everybody was dancing, you know. Then, you know, I know they had some, some drinks there and everybody had the spirits in them, you know. But uh, I was just really interested on on the words, on the music that be, was being played. And uh, the words, man, were just, uh, to me, were so offensive. Um, and I noticed I kind of looked around at some of the other elders that were there at the wedding and they were you know they they kind of looked at each other and i i just kind of looked at uh, a couple of them i said wow the civil rights leaders are probably turning over in their grave right now Absolutely. uh that Absolutely. and uh, so rachel i i just wanted to ask you to come on tonight uh because you know you 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 play the music and uh you know why don't you kind of explain to us you know, uh, I ain't mad at you. I mean, I'm just, I just want to know some reasoning how the cultures are different, you know, and how, how this is your business and you can be able to play what people want to hear. Is that correct? Yeah. So for, uh, from my perspective, uh, it's, uh, it's a huge, it's not, or well, it's not a dichotomy with the word, like as in you either get or you don't, um, with most people, it's a, it's an everyday battle. It's a, in one instance they're you know they're okay with saying it, and then in other instances they aren't okay with it saying it. Like uh, for myself, like even when I uh, even when I uh, speak song or you know recite songs that have it in the in the lyrics, uh, sometimes I bleep myself out. But that's just me, and you know. And then I, there'll be other times when I'm you know speaking with friends, and you know it'll just come up in casual conversation. You know, it's almost like, uh, you know, the monologue that he just gave a second ago. You know, you have all these different instances of the word um, and there's no true uh, single usage or single sense of the word. You know, it, the word still does carry that uh, struggle, you know, those blood, that sweat, that tears from from the past. But it also has a repurposing of it, you know. Uh, with with the new light that it has been given with terms of endearment and things of that nature. And um, I like what he said when he said he, uh, you know, when he heard white people and other people asking or using the word, he asked them, what does that word mean to you? I think it's important to do something like that because you do want to understand the context in which someone is using the word, you know, because, uh, like, you know, coming up in church, you know, use the, the hell is in the Bible all the time, but it's said in a different type of context, you know, Grandmama Pinchua, you know, popped that mouth, you know, because, you know, it's all about the context in which you are using it. You know, it's not it's not changing the word itself or the origin of, you know, words. The word will still have its origin, but 
That makes a lot of sense. This is T. Russ. What's up, my brother? Hey, how's it going? Hey, you know, the issue that I have is twofold. You have fatherhood and you have money. When you talk you're about the black community, you don't talk about fatherhood. You talk about money because fathers are not in the community. Therefore, money becomes the father. And so because money becomes the father, and there's a lot of these young cats sit back and say, I want to I get my rap game on. I want to do what I got to do to make my ends, to make my paper. Now you don't have any fatherhood. You don't have any verbal hand-me-down language or culture saying, young men, this is how you operate because the, there are no men. The, the, the older men did not, did not grab hold of us. I know they didn't grab hold of me because I think they were struggling themselves with their fathers. So one, on one end, I can't blame this culture because I don't, a lot of the fathers are incarcerated, 67%, and their mothers are now the fathers, and they're not thinking about the word. They're thinking about survival. And so now I have to look at the leaders of the world. But a lot of people are making money off of this word, the DJs, the music. When is there accountability that somebody steps up, let's say in your, in your field, and says enough is enough? Let me give you an example. I'm in L.A. I'm at one of the major high schools in L.A. And I walk out, and they're blasting the music. And all of a sudden, all I hear is nigga, 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 B-I-T-C-H. And I see all the Mexicans dancing. And I see the black kids, they dancing. They're having a ball. But I see a Mexican guy walks up to a, a black guy. I cannot make this up. And said, what's up, my nigga? And it became almost a riot. It's an oxymoron. You just, you vibing to the music. You saying the music, but you can't say it personally. Because now they take it personal. What's your thoughts? Right, and that's uh, that's 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 what I mean by you know it's it's it's, it's extremely complex because yes, in one instance you know it, it can be offensive to you. It's said to you by the wrong person, by the wrong demographic, by someone who who you feel like you haven't giving that permission to use that you know that that uh, word in that context you know. And then on the other hand, as well, you know, it's hypocritical because it's like. Well, if you calling yourself niggas, you know, why can't I call you niggas in the same respect? And it's almost, it, it's hypocritical, but it's, you know, it's, it's in the same sense of I can talk about my brother inside of my home and I can, I, I can call my brother ugly, but once someone across the street who I don't know or isn't a part of his family calls my brother ugly, it's a problem, you know? Right. It's like, you know, we're family. This is a family thing. We, we talk about each other out of love and family, but you coming over to this family, I don't know you, and you want to say something that uh, only family can say. Well, I don't know you, uh, young sir. You're not a part of my family, and I don't know where that is coming from. I don't know what type of context, context that is in. You did not earn it. You did, you, did, you did not earn the right to come into this family and say this word. Okay, so which, let, me, let me throw this question at you. It's a heavy question. Has the word been has the word been categorized different and changed has has society and 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 people changed that word and made that word from blood to endearment would, would it be safe to say that the new generation has put another a new value on it mm. and says forget what the old school past says forget what the history books the slavery or martin luther king malcolm x all these brothers went through and died 
to become that, we're changing the word and redefining the word. Your thoughts? I don't. I don't think it's a, a replacement more than it is an addition to the word. So, in addition to playing basketball in high school, I also play football in high school. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean my basketball skills diminish at all. My, I can still be the best basketball player, but in uh, this season, it's going to be football season. You feel me? Okay. So it's uh, it's, it's all about the season, like the context of which you uh, which the word is used, and you know you can never uh, erase what the forefathers have done because without them, you know, even fighting for us and fighting over that word, we wouldn't be in the position that we are today to be able to repurpose such a word. You know, it's like uh, it's like we're putting on the shoulders of, of our ancestors. We're never, so we're not trying to start over, you know, back at the ground floor. Starting over at the ground floor, we're building on top of, so we know we have all of the roots, we have the stem of the tree, and now we're having the leaves and the branches and the fruit. Pastor, your thoughts? You know, it's it's it's, it's real tough uh, because when I was about uh, 13 years old, we were out in the Delamo Mall, and uh, this guy came up to us. We had rent, rode our bikes down to the Delamo Mall, man, and uh, this guy came up to us, and he started using that word, and he started telling us, man, you guys got Patty Hearst. You know, you, you guys need to give us back Patty Harris. And he just started calling us out. Now, we 13, 14 years old. I mean, you know, it was just a, a real emotional thing uh, dealing with that. So, but, uh, you know, I, I, I can understand it, you know, that uh, the younger generation used the word in a different way. Uh, their mindsets are different. Um, but I, I think that, uh, uh, as um, my nephew Rayshawn has said, said, uh, we have let people into the family who don't belong in the family. And so now everybody uses the word. Um, and so that word now, it loses the meaning. It, it, it loses, you know, um, the power uh, that it has uh, in the word uh, that those brothers who, who died and, and those that, that was in the struggle, you know, I'm saying to what, what, what did they fight for? Right. You know, I mean, why, why, why did they lose their lives? Why do uh, the brothers that were strung up under by the trees, you know, from the clan, you know, lost their lives behind, you know, uh, that word. And now, you know, we can use it so freely, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, just and, and, and there's other words of other uh, ethnicities you can't use. You know, you right. can't go around and right. call it somebody a kike. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, diff, different different words, man. And uh, uh, you, you're a military man, and I know I'm just I know I'm skipping because I didn't plan for this. But <laughs> man, I, I remember when we was in the in the Indian Ocean. We left the Indian Ocean in the Navy, and we went over to uh, uh, to an island called Diego Garcia. You know, back in the day, man, we was without a sea for about ninety days, and you know, and and got all these men to to stone run, running around, and so uh, so the only per the only people that were on the island was uh, was uh, um, uh, the, the the what I want to say uh, they they were they were uh, from London, okay, um, uh, from England. That's what I want to say. I'm like, trying to get my thoughts. It's hard to uh, produce and, and do this stuff. But uh, they were from England, and so they said, "Man, whatever you do, don't call the soldiers England soldiers limeys." Right, you know, liveies, you know what I'm saying? Liveies, man. And so, man, we had the biggest riot on that island because somebody called one of the English soldiers a limey. 
You know what I'm saying? And so that's so what I'm saying is that each nationality sound like Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. You know, they 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 have their word. Right. Uh but this one here, man, is uh for us and uh I it's it's just really hard to take that that a Samoan cat or a Mexican cat or a white cat can can I mean he 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 may be able to say that to a, a person of his age, but when he come up and say that to me, it's a whole different story. Well, you, you know, saying it's, right. it's 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 a whole different meaning to send to somebody in their twenties than send it to me when I'm almost in my sixties. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because Absolutely. we slip like that. You know what I'm saying? Because we think it's cool with everybody. Right, right. And before we could take a break and bring our guest on, young cats. Right. Okay. I want to say this, and nobody's ever said this. I, I've never seen anybody make this statement I'm about to make. And then we're gonna take. I'm gonna drop the microphone that I'm on, and then we're gonna take a break. All right. I asked a question to some Mexican cat and I said to them how you guys like those words when Ice Cube and Dre and all those makes those beats and say that word they say man it's cool I said check it can I make a demo and say wetbacks man the wetbacks is cold <laughs> right I right. them daggone wetbacks them spicks is cold I said what would you do he said man we would shoot you why? You said nigga. He said because you guys haven't taken responsibility as men. I'll say it again. You guys have not taken responsibility as men because our men would never allow that. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, chop it up a little bit with a homeboy in Watts, uh, a young man that basically I helped graduate. He has a different perspective. We'll be back. One love. I love God. You love God. What's wrong with you? I love God. You love God. What's wrong with you? I don't think that I can live no other way. Truth be told, I'm living now on an A. Now I've seen them blessings in the modern day. The Lord I serve, He gives them to me every day. Ah. Uh. 
KCWGTheTruth.com. You're listening on the radio. Best radio station in the nation. You on with your boy here, T. Russ. Real Love, Real Talk Uncut. And I have a special guest uh, with me, Gary Buntley. Gary Buntley, are you on the line with me, my brother? Oh, uh, yes, Mr. Russell. <laughs> hey, how you doing, sir? I'm doing fine, man. Hey, you know, I had you I'm on the... Uh, huh? I'm doing fine. You got from the gym and all that. Okay. Well, check this out. We I had you on the here as a guest because you and I have history, and the history is for the audience is that I'm not going to name the high school, but you were at the same high school. I've known you for two or three years, and within that high school framework, um, a lot of people didn't want you to graduate. Uh, you come from a culture and a place that I come from, which is Watts, California. Uh, I'm also, yes, sir. yes, sir, the W, baby. And um, you know what? Uh, you had some people behind your back. You know, you had, of course, the the awesome Chris um, Boucher, which is a friend of mine, myself, and maybe one other person. And we got you out of there. We graduated. I have a lot of respect for you. You did it. Yeah. You are at the Mayweather Gym. You are eventually going to be a professional boxer. Uh, you yeah. got a lot of support, but we we would talk when you would come into my office, and we would talk about the N word, and you uh-huh. know you know my attitude about the N word. But as a young man, what's, what's your what's your take on it? You what, how old are you right now? I'm 19. Break it down, man. What do you feel about that word? I mean, we last last Thursday we had older people, professional people, but I, not that I don't care what they think about, but I want to know what you guys think about. 
in the younger generation. What's what's your take on the word, man? Um, I think about that N word. To me, to me, I'm I think on it. Um, I think it's a very ignorant word. I think that word shouldn't come out of nobody's mouth, especially especially if you're a different race. You know. Okay. Because me, I res- I respect people with a lot of respect. You know. Okay. And when somebody called and when somebody called me N word, well, the N word, I feel offended on it. I don't like when nobody calls me. Uh, I don't even like when my sister them calls me. You know? And and some people say this word. Some people say this word so much they don't even know the meaning of that word. They just say it because they hear everybody else say the word. And how do you know the, the meaning, meaning of the word? word? How do you know the meaning of the word? I mean, to to be honest, to be honest, I don't even know the meaning of the word. If I did, I would tell you. Okay. I'm just being truthful. Okay. You know. Okay. Man, but but me. I don't say the N word. If I say it, I might slip up, you know, and all that. But I really don't say it. I respect people. Okay. And, okay. And man, and this word, this word brings people out their character. Like if I call somebody an N word, right? If I call somebody an N word, right? If I call another Black African American an N word, hey, uh, how would he feel? He 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 might he might feel some type of way about it, but then he don't, cause you know that's all we know, you know. But if a white person or you know a Hispanic person do it, then then we'll feel some type of way about it, cause that's 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 how they just look at us like all all we niggas and all this type of stuff that we don't have like that's how they see us like okay so so what happens when they, you they, what happens when you when you rolling by and you see some uh, some essays man or some Mexican people or some Filipino people and they bumping the they bumping Q man and they and they bumping that nigga word man and and they vibing with you because the reason I'm asking this because I've been in situations where I have that hard look sometimes I got that hard uh-huh. am I right. Like yes, sir. I don't I don't try to. It's just where I'm from. And so I would go past this is where we from. And and I'll look and they'll turn that down. And some what? there are times that they don't turn it down and it looks like confrontation. Like, so it's free world. How do you feel about that? Um Um, let me tell you how I feel about it. Okay. These 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 Hispanic people that 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 how can I say? These Hispanic people in SA Oh, we niggers and this and that, F niggers and all that, all that. Man, I sit back and think, I sit back and think, how y'all gonna say F niggers and niggers and all that if you listen to Tupac and Biggie? Because that's all I hear when I um when I see them rolling down the street. They, they listen to Tupac, Biggie, and all that on the West Coast, East Coast, all that, all that. But but then at the end of the day, they call us niggers and all that. But we call them a racist word. What? What they ready to do? They ready to fight us, defend it, all, all that type of stuff. And, I, and when I'm walking past, just earlier, when I'm walking past, I was walking down the street and I heard a Hispanic say, "Oh, look at that nigger, this and that, da 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 da." da. He ain't supposed to be on this side of town. Boom! I was over there at the high school, and and I ain't saying nothing. I just walked my business and all that. But you know me. But then I really don't. I, um, I really don't. Man, I really don't get bothered by the word like that. But I do at the same time. I don't like when people call me that word, even though I know I'm black and they look at us as a as a as a as a very low low. I say low standard race. Yeah. Because we way at the bottom, you know. We are at the bottom. You we way at the bottom, and when the white people, yeah. no offense, but you, you like white people, black, how they look. You kind of breaking up a little they, bit. You kind of breaking up a little bit. All right, let me turn on my. Um, uh, um, no offense, but when the white people see a black person in uh and how can I say in the same building as them are, you know, the same gym as them are, the same place as them, how would they look? Right. Right. They'll they'll how can I say? They would look shocked. I can say they would look shocked because there's a black person in in the in the in the same area as them in the same place at them at the same time. 
Okay. But 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 this N word, man, I already don't got too much to say on it. Okay. Just 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 I'm gonna take on that word, to be honest. Okay. To be honest, man, I I I I try to I try to I try to correct when you say that word, like, oh, nigga, this and that. No, I'm gonna correct you right off the back, like, man, stop calling me that, cause I'm not a nigga, you know, I'm a black African American. That's me. I'm not a nigga. I'm not even. Okay, but let me tell you but, this though. I I've been in situations where I have. You're listening to exciting premium content on KC. You're listening to exciting premium content on KC. You know your your Hispanic counterparts and. They they have all you guys have embraced the word what's up my nigga and when you say that mm-hmm. everybody laughs everybody's cool now you didn't see me laugh because yeah. of course me being who I am the psych of the of the whole school I'm sitting back and I'm like what are you laughing at what are you laughing at and what you laughing at you shouldn't use that word that's just my role and some of the people would go man be easy like calm down relax it's not that serious and I would go it is that serious. And y'all need to wise up. But that's was my role and that's my personality. I appreciate you uh-huh. where you at right now because you have a mentor, which is Caucasian. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. he means a lot to you. He's awesome. I've never seen a Caucasian man take on the responsibility like he has with so many black children. And he despises the word. And he is so pro-black, so pro-everybody. And just fair that it makes me realize, like, wow, there's some people out there that's not playing and that respect everybody's ethnicity, and he's one of them. Can you can you can you tell me about Chris and how he feels about it, and then we'll take a break. All right, let me tell you about Chris. Okay. All right, Mr. Boucher, Mr. Boucher, when I first met him, you know, I was young. I was like what? I was like seven okay. when I first met met Mr. Boucher, and 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 see, we've been places. Well, I've been places with Mr. Boucher, and and people, how can I say, people say a racist thing, people say a racist thing, and people looked a certain way at us, because it was like, what, it was like, what, six black, six black kids with two, you know, uh-huh. two Caucasians, okay. well, yeah, and, and so, um, um, how can I say, there was this white lady, for there was this white lady, and I walked in the uh, five-star suite with him, huh? and, and when I walked in, she looked. She looked at me, mouth open, like mouth open. Her kids had a mouth open, like thinking in her mind, like, "What is these black people doing here? Don't pull it here." Da, da, da. And I told Chris, like, "Hey, Chris, do you see the white lady looking like that?" Then he like, "Yeah, what is she looking at?" And I say, hey, "Man, I think she's looking at me or us, you know." And then, and then, then security checked them, checked the lady, like, "Like, why are you looking at them like that? Like, why are you being racist to them? They, they, they ain't did nothing to you. They just in the same building as you, basically." Mm-hmm. And and see, Chris, he really don't like people being racist. Well, well, saying saying racist words because that's not him. Right. None of that. And 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 and, and Chris had to learn how to deal with that. Right. And let, and let me and, different... and let me give him a a little background. Who Chris is? Chris is the guy when you were seven, white guy that saw you at church one day and said, "I just want to bless." Yeah, and I just Bishop Noel, and I was directed Bishop Noel Jones City Refuge, and he just took you and your family under his wing. He's a wealthy white man at Laguna Beach. He's awesome, CEO, millionaire, and he blessed you. And he blessed me just by being associated with you. And I learned that this man that knows Red Fox, everybody in it, in entertainment, everybody that's somebody, he knows, and he blessed me to understand that there are some white people out there that's awesome. 
There's some black people that's awesome. Yeah. There's some black people that are racist. There's some white people that are racist. But this white man really inspired me to say to myself, wow. And he's genuine. And he, he really changed my perspective because deep down inside, all of us have that prejudice. But he did something to me. And I broke bread with him in the Laguna. And we are lifelong friends. And I appreciate you coming on, man. I'm going I'm to have you born in a minute after we take a break. Jeremiah Wright from... L.A., Compton, and he's going to come on, and you know you know him, and we're going to have another perspective okay. of a young a young man that believes that there's nothing wrong with the word. So, hey, man, I love you. I got love for you. You listen to KCW. Late to Russ. Hey, love you, bro. We got to hook up a Laguna and chill, man, and hit that beach. Yeah, man, I need to uh, uh, link up with you, man. Okay. You and Jeremiah, man, we need to go down to the beach, man. Okay, we'll do that, man. I appreciate you. Got love. You listen to KCW. Thanks for having me on. Hey, man, anytime, any place. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back. We'll love. We'll talk uncut. Where's DJ Rome? Where you at? KCWGTheTruth.com, real love, real talk, uncut. You're listening up to your boy D. Hey, I was going to say DJ Rome. He's so prevalent in my life. But you listen to me, T. Russ, man, and DJ Rome, man, he's out doing his thing right now, the articulate, meticulous DJ Rome. We miss him. We love you, bruh. Today we have another guest. Uh, Jeremiah you're Wright. Listening Jeremiah to exciting Wright. Premium oh, are you on the line, Jeremiah you're Wright? Listening to exciting hey, how you doing? Man, you know I'm blessed. Every, always a privilege to have you. I want to give uh, 
I want to give uh, the audience a kind of a breakdown on you. Very positive. You know, I'm an encouraging <laughs> brother. <laughs> but I got I to gotta tell you, you know, I've always admired your common sense. And for the audience, everybody, oh, man, everybody that was around this brother in high school, you know, a lot of people gave up on you. And a lot of people wrote you off. And a lot of people, I wish I, wish I could say a word over the thing. They just didn't care. And you had a few people like myself that just thought you were interesting. And I remember when you first saw me, you was like, who is this N-I-G-G-A? That's exactly what you said. So <laughs> it was like, now I understood that word being a term of endearment. <laughs> you know, we would yeah. we would chop it up, but it, 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 the relationship got deeper. It got deeper because I, I began to know your mom. I, I, I met your brother. Um, and then, you know, I, I understood the culture in the common sense that you came from. We talked about a lot of things. We talked about females. I was kind of like your mentor, still am. And you would bounce out, hey, we played ball. And, you know, we get down when we play ball, baby. So we had some disagreements on playing ball, but that's what real warriors do. We wore on the court. And so I would always say my age, and you would quit saying, like, stop making excuses, old man. Let's get it in. (laughs) (laughs) So I still can ball, baby. God has has blessed my body. He has blessed my, my ability, my athleticism. I'm very athletic. You are definitely athletic. Absolutely. But, you know, today's show, man, we have talked in the past controversially about the N-word. And I would say to you, man, I just don't like that word. And I, and you would say some things, but I want you to give me your idea. And, and by the way, thousands are listening to you. And uh, this this radio station goes all the way across the world. I want you to kind of break down your perspective on the word. The N word, the nigger word. You know, we keep it 100 here. So, you know, uh-huh. be, be yourself, relax, um, help you chilling, and just kind of break your perspective down as a young man in this in this day's culture generation. Uh-huh. Are you still there? Hey, uh, this is KCWG, the truth, the best internet radio on the planet. T Ross. What's up? I think we lost. <laughs> we him, lost T Van. Can we get him back? We can get him back, man. Okay, let's let's go to another. There you go. Yeah, There's go somebody. Is it? Is that him? I don't know. Let's see who this is. All right. All right, bro. I think we got him back. Jeremiah Wright, are you here? Is he on the line? Are you there? Yes. Sir. Okay. I was saying that uh, break down your perspective, man, on the N-word, and, and uh, just want to hear your thoughts. Um, well, um, first and foremost, thank you for uh, the opportunity to come to the radio show. I really appreciate it. And uh, first and foremost, uh, well, my perception of it is like <clears> – <throat> You, I, I use that as a term in a minute. Uh, I use the word every day, probably. Okay, you kind of <laughs> breaking up too. You kind of breaking up a little bit. Are you? Oh, hello. S- yeah, I can hear you good now. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Um, well, uh, my perception of it is uh, it's the term in endearment. Um, I've used it uh, probably since I was a little kid. Uh, I'm not gonna say the exact age, but um, I've been using it very actively. Um, uh, I kind of slow down, but at the same time, it's uh, like it's just something I can't uh, get out of my vocabulary. But as far as anybody else's perception of it, I really can't. Um, I really can't tell you. Um, as far as uh, other people, they say it's bad. It's not good. You can't use it in certain crowds because other people may think that they can, you know, somehow use this word. But in in retrospect, it's really not cool. Um, it's not cool for other 
other people to try to become cool by using um, something that really uh, held us down for a long time. I'm not saying that it's cool that we use it. Um, I use it as a term of endearment because it's just what I grew up on. Um, I'm a 19-year-old man. I'm about to be 20 years old, and um, it's like it just hasn't escaped my vocabulary. It's not, I don't think it's something I ever will escape. Um, um, and as far as um, um, as far as the word, um, I think uh, certain people will get that it's like it's a thing that you can use in I'd say like certain contexts and on, like on what you what you what point are you trying to get across. But and like just at any any moment, you can't just be blasting off that word because some people really don't get the terminology of it. Okay, okay. And when you hear this word used among, let's say, we're around a lot of Mexicans. Uh, mm-hmm. You have some Mexicans that respect you. You have friends. That yes, are Mexi- sir. Of course, we all do. And uh, yeah. when have they ever used it towards you? Have they ever said, what's up, my nigga? Of course. And, of course. and, 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 when, course. They, and when they did, when they did, uh, how have you responded uh, or have you, huh? My quick reaction, uh, the person I used to be, it was like a, um, uh, excuse my French, it was like, hey, it was like, hey man, you can't be using uh, S-H-I-T like that. And, you know, I just, you know, um, after a while and just on, on really getting like used to the, the uh, how, how can I say it, the, um, well, prime example, um, you said you introduced me and you said that we knew each other from Diego Rivera Learning Complex and mm-hmm. uh, South Central LA. Um, a lot of a lot of our surroundings were uh, were Hispanic, so it was a it was a term that I would hear with them probably every day. Um, they would use it amongst themselves, call each other that, maybe call me that. But at the same time, it was like it was something that I can't like. It, it was a battle that I was never gonna win because everybody was using. It. So it's like. Um, me me getting mad at them, me getting mad at the fact that somebody used it towards me is is dumb because it's like, well, they it's, they'll just go back to the same old thing. Oh well, if I can't use it, why can't you? Right. It's like it's just always right. that. It's always that little thing. So it's just like I, I really don't know. I I just my my reaction it was it wasn't very good, but you know it's just like it's something that I just have to grow with and I. You know, we all mature, and I just have to, you know, accept the fact that people are going to use words, and, you know, you can't really, you can't control other people's minds. Absolutely, and I want to make a point, and you can agree, disagree. We talked about, mm-hmm. I always always talk to you about my, my interactions with gang life, and mm-hmm. when you talk about gang life, which is prevalent in South Central, uh, mm-hmm. that word is a, uh, it's like drinking water. It's like drinking water. So if you don't use that, a lot of people talk about this. If you don't use that word, you are looked upon as, I would say Uncle Tom, you're looked as what type of N-I-G-G-A are you? You know what I'm saying? If, 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 you, don't, if you don't come with it like that street, then they'll, look, they'll put you in a different category and they'll basically call you a sellout. Am I right or wrong? You're right. Yeah. You're right. And so you, you're in a culture that signifies and embraces that word as endearing, but then how do you escape? So my question to you is, uh, what really changed? What really changed you? Because when I first, when I first, the first two years I met you, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, you look, man, I'm always going to use that word, and I don't give a dam. <laughs> and yeah. what you would say, yeah. I'm keeping it real. Yeah. And I would look at you, I'm like, man, you need to calm down. Like you ain't getting it. And you was like, listen, bruh, listen, bruh. This is what you would say to me. Listen, bruh, 
I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just looking at you right like, I'm gonna beat your butt on the basketball court. You know what I'm saying? That's all right. Yes, sir. What what yes, sir. what has calmed you down? What has matured you to realize that that word has a deeper meaning than when you originally brought it, you know, when we talked about it. What what changed? Is there something changed in you? Um uh, as far as me or just the use of the word? You? You. Um, okay, uh, me, um, uh, really just, uh, man, just going through uh, what I've been through the last two years. Um, uh, I can just say that just me going through the process of just just now graduating this year, even though I was supposed to graduate two years ago, it, it kind of it put me in a, a humble perspective of like, you know, I just – I have to take that on the chin, but, you know, um, there are better days to come. So I just had to, uh, I'll just say um, I had to, uh, <laughs> I had to, you know, tighten up some screws in my head and, um, you know, uh, uh, get back to the drum board. Um, I'm always, um, I say at 19 years old, um, I'm always having self-talk like a 38-year-old man, probably 40-year-old man. Um, I always talk to myself and, so you self-reflect. You do a lot of self-reflection. Yes, yes, sir. And uh, just you know, trying to, um, just trying to. I say, um, uh, I'm trying to look for the word, but I ain't even gonna say too much. But like you know, just try to become a more humbler person. Okay. So I've always been a. I, I wouldn't say too too much arrogant. I'm not I'm not very arrogant. Only on only a certain thing. Um, you know, first and foremost, basketball. Uh, basketball. I'm, probably I'm the best player to ever come. You know, <laughs> right. step on the court when I'm there. Um, right. But you know, uh, right. just um, just just a lot of a lot of humbling things. Um, you know, as far as uh, watching some of my friends humble, uh, some of them get killed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Set up. Um, my mother. About uh, uh, you know she's. 47 years old, um, but she, you know, constantly has health problems. Right, right. Um, my grandmother, uh, you know, her dealing with early ongoing dementia, uh, right. stuff like that, you know, okay. and just coming, just looking at it, just looking at it from a, a larger perspective and just like, damn, well, if I don't, if I don't change my ways, like, you know, you know, I'm not saying that I'll end up like, you know, those people, but you know, like, you know, certain bad things will happen to me and, you know, just, okay. Just going, just, just, just going through what I've went been through the last two, three years. Um, I just become you're listening to exciting premium content on KCWGTheTruth.com. Like, I'm going to be real, and uh, a lot of people on the air are listening, and I want them to realize that to listen to KCWTruthTheTruth.com. Real love, real talk. You can just pop us on on Facebook and throw some likes and throw some uh, comments. One of the things that you said to me, and I'm going to be real, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are saying to me right now, why is he just, why is he saying nigga and just say the N-word? Because this is real love, real talk, uncut. And that's what we do. Because I want everybody to really understand this word, to me, is a death word. It also understand it about a, a word of endearment. For example, when you first met me and we, get, and we got to know each other, you looked at me mm-hmm. and said, Russell, you a real nigga. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I sat back and I smiled, but I just kind of looked. I did not know what, I kind of froze. Because I didn't know what to, I forgot I was at school or at work. I forgot who I was, a psychologist, administrator. I'm like, huh. I felt like I was in the street. And you just said, yeah. what's up, my brother? And I had to, I had to, what does he talking about? I knew what you was talking about, but I couldn't soak it in because I was like, 
looking around and I'm in my office and I'm like, should I smile? Should I, should I get mad? Should I? And so it helped me realize that this young, this young culture, you have to meet them where they are. And I believe you are doing just that. You're learning, you're maturing, you're doing your thing. Even though I threw them threes at you on the court, it's all good. But anyway, you're maturing, you're, <laughs> you're doing good. And I wanted to get your perspective because out of every person on that campus, you, you and Gary, and we just had Gary on, by the way, are the realest. You were the realest cats I've ever seen in my entire life. And from South Central, man, from the crib. So I uh, really appreciate it. One thing before you go, I have a question. When you when you speak to your mom and or she yeah. speaks to you, because my grandmother used to talk, tell me the N word all the time. Uh-huh. And do you conversate within your home and use that word? Uh, yes, yes, sir. Uh, I would be lying. I would be if I said if I said no, I would be lying. Uh, yes, I do. Um, I say it at a high at a at a very high rate when I'm in the house, really, because uh, you know, I may be getting mad at the TV, something that's going on, uh, maybe just yelling it out, but um, just. Uh, I use it, I guess, at the, I, I guess, at the right time. Okay, and 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 for future references, the audience out there, what do you feel we could do to get the word out? You've heard Ice Cube say we own the word. You've heard Oprah say it's a death word, blood, sweat. Uh, you've heard many of the older people, the elders, say we hate the word because there's no retribution. There's no they're making millions off this word, but we, when you look at your brother and you call him what's, you know, a nigga, do we really degrade? Even though it's a word of endearment at times, are we really degrading? Why can't we say, what's up, my king? Why can't we say, what's up, my brother? Why can't we say, what's up, partner? Back in the day when I was on the street, yeah. I would say, what's up, partner? Or I would say, what's up, cuz? Yeah. Uh, I'm just being real. Why? Yeah. Why haven't we realized why? Why do you think? What do we need to do? What do we need to do to um, to, to eliminate that word? And can we eliminate that word? Um, yes and no. Okay, break it down. Uh, yeah, yes and no. Uh, yes, for the reason, uh, like we can we can eliminate it on our vocabulary. That's one thing we can do. Um, it's you know we're but people are creatures of habit. Like we're only going we consume so much information, and it's like you know. Uh, we know what the word means. We know where it came from. But it's like, eh, uh, you know, it is what it is. Like, I'm still going to use it. And, like, no, because it's like, um, uh, I know you have probably met me, uh, young listeners. And, um, just like just like you said, uh, when I walked up to you and I said you was a real nigga, like, when you walk up to some of your, or your, your compadres, or your, your, your young homeboys, you know, walking up to them and saying, what's up, my young nigga? Or them walking up to you and saying, what's up? Or saying, what's up, my old nigga? Like, just something like that. It just, it, it, it don't it don't feel degrading. It feels like, you know. It's empowering. It's empowering. It. Yeah, it's, okay. it's like, uh, it's, uh, it's like exception, okay. you know, in a way. It's like an okay. exception in a way, but it's like, you know, it is what it is. Like, you, everybody going to have their opinion on it, but at the end of the day, I don't think nothing's wrong with the word. Um, I, I, I use it. Um, just like I told you okay. four years ago when I first met you, um, I'm not, I'm probably not going to stop using it. Uh, I may slow down, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not probably not going to stop using that word. And I won't lie to thousands of people. Well, I won't lie. Let like me ask that. you a question. Do you think there's a thing called fake empowerment where you are empowered because the word is a, co- a collaboration of camar- camaraderie. 
among your comrades, your warriors. But at the same time, everybody in that group is really lying to each other because you know you hate that word, but you don't have no other word to substitute because it attaches itself to self-esteem, self-efficacy, mm-hmm. and self-regulation. Your thoughts? Yeah. What you think? Um, yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of fake dudes out here, man. That's you know putting up a facade. You know, they they just want to be accepted and. Me personally, I've always been a I've always been a leader. Um, if I always do things by my own, you know, by my own like you no know, doing, and I'm I walk by myself. Um, so it's like um, you know it is what it is. Okay, um, okay, cool. I, you know, uh, uh, like I ain't, I can't I can't say that. Like I'm not gonna say that, but you know you already know Russ. I do. And and the last question I got. So do you plan on going to college? Yes, sir. I plan on going to college. Um, maybe this fall. Okay. Um, most likely, like this fall, and getting my AAS fire science and becoming a firefighter. Yeah, we talked about that, and eventually getting well, like your. I don't always say. Right, and getting your bachelor's degree. Let me ask you this: So, yes, let's say you go to school, get your AA, then you get your BA, your BS, you become that firefighter. You're on SWO. We always talked about being on SWO and just being mm-hmm. the best we could be. And you walk up on the yeah. inter- in the interview. And uh, it's the best job you ever could ever have. And the chief looks at you and says, oh, you from you from where I'm from. He's a white guy, a white Hispanic, whatever. And he says, you where I'm from. And you said, yeah, I'm from I'm from the spot. And he says, well, what's up, my nigga? What's your reaction? Mm. <laughs> he's your, Ooh, that, he's going like, to be your that, boss that, like, because he acknowledges that you use it. What's your response? Oh, that's. That's like a Bill Miles situation. Um, there's different folks with different folks, big dog, and I'm I can't say what I really want to say on this air, but I just <laughs> I, I don't know I don't know how I will react if somebody would ever, you know, come at me and say something like that. Because uh, we cool, but we ain't that cool. Okay, I understand. Hey man, I appreciate we cool. We cool. <laughs> thank you thank uh, yeah you. i appreciate you coming on man it was i know it was uh last minute but i thought about oh, you too and got love and we have to ball it up man and i got them jays for you man them jays are now. cold hey, bro. you know hey, how i get man. down i'm alone man i'm alone now man i'm six four man i'm a buck you six four yes, yes right you're six four yeah you a buck 90 okay well i'm still I'm about 225 six again, foot man. But I still got that crossover though, man. I still got that crossover, bro. <laughs> hey man, we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that, man. Okay, we're man. Doing. We're gonna get out of here and we're gonna take a break. Come back with the this awesome pastor stocks. We're gonna chop it up, man. Real love, real talk on cut. We be back. Let's hit this joint. Appreciate it, bro. One love. All that won't do that, and I can't do this. Pain, death, hurt, hate, we done been through this. And I'm sure there's plenty more that I ain't been through yet. But I don't care though, bring on the heavy metal. I got a power living in me that will never settle. Never leave, no forsake, I'ma bleed, never break. I'ma die, come back with the keys to the safe. Got a piece hidden deep for the things that I face. Can't erase guys, ink, way clean with the paint. And I'm stained in it when the pain hit me. I was stained anything that you bring to me. The letter tell me what I can't do faithfully. The letter tell me what I can't do faithfully. The letter tell me what I can't do faithfully. I'm coming back from the dead, what you saying to me?
You're listening to exciting premium content on KCWGTheTruth.com. But you know, as you being a fighter and stuff, man, if you got in the ring with somebody, man, and they, 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 they spouted off stuff like that, man, how would you go at them? Oh man, uh, man. Well, if they if they came at me like that, you know, uh, you know, actually, you know what? It's kind of crazy. I'm I'm the total opposite of uh, a lot of things. Don't get me mad. They really don't get me mad. <laughs> right. I'm, Brian, I want to introduce you to uh, uh, T. Russ, um, and he's the one that's talking about the subject. Uh, you're talking to Mr. Okay. Uh, Unbreakable Brian Warren. He holds the champ in mixed martial arts. Awesome, awesome. And, uh, you know, um, he's my friend, my brother from another mother. Yeah, right. um, he's going to help me drop about 30 pounds on Zedra, okay. and he's hooking me up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's my personal trainer. He has a show here. Okay. But he's a man, man. He's a pastor's pastor. And I just told him, man, what does he think about when people use that word, the N-word? And he was just sharing that with us. Yeah, I definitely want to hear that. Uh, thanks for, hey, how you doing, brother? How you doing? Oh, I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm in the, uh, my art or my style is Gojiru. And, uh, oh, well, I've heard it. Definitely heard it. Yeah, you've been doing that for a long time. And uh, Kung Fu Sansu. And so I appreciate awesome. the... Uh, the, the art form, man. I, we've been discussing among black men, but we haven't discussed yeah. this among other. And I wanted to get your perspective on a couple questions. One. Oh, most definitely. Okay. I'm de definitely. Um, I've always wondered how, when we as a people of black people, how other races view it when they hear the discussions among other black men or women that use that word and they sit back and watch this, what are the thoughts that go through their heads? What are they thinking about? Could, could, you, could you elaborate on that? Oh, most definitely. Uh, just to be honest with you, like I, I grew up in San Bernardino, so I'm from, so I'm the, I, I grew up as the minority over there, so I was always, uh, but I, but what's so crazy, I mean, I just got to throw this out there. I got along more, I got up better along with, uh, people not of my race versus the, the white community and for some reason i don't know why i don't know what it, i don't know what it was but it seemed like i always had people who had more respect like uh you know black and mexican and uh and different races and and asians would uh would respect me more than my own race it was kind of weird and what what so ethnicity that, are that, you uh I'm, I'm caucasian oh okay okay and uh okay yeah and and uh you know um uh, i'm a little bit of cherokee in Indian to me but uh, not much okay. and uh and in German, but um, well, you know, I'm, a Cauc I'm Caucasian. So, okay. uh, but I, when I to answer your question, when I hear, you know, I say uh, 
most of my friends or whatever would be, you know, they would use that word. And, but I could tell that they'd be joking around and, and, you know, kind of playing around with it. And it wasn't, it was in kind of like a light term, you know, it wasn't like, you know, like, you know, my, you know, my Nick, my, you know how I do it. And then, uh, and I was like, I know they're playing around, but at the same time, it's kind of makes you, it kind of makes you uncomfortable. Like, why are they, why are they saying it? You know? Right. 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 And, and, and how do you, how do you look at it as far as the media when you hear uh, black people say, well, we own it and we can use it, you cannot use it, and now it's in the lyrics, now it's making millions of dollars. Uh, it, used yeah. to be, it used to be blood, now it's money. What's your thoughts on yeah. that? Oh, man. I think we've gotten way off way off uh, the moral course of, uh, of everything. Okay. You know, I, I listen to music now, and you know, it's not like, it's not even like, you know, Ice Cube and, and any of that, because I, I grew up with all that growing up and hearing that, but um, it's just, it's a weird, it's, it's not even music anymore to me. It's just like a bunch of mumbling. Right. And then <laughs> I, can't, right. I, I can't even understand it. I right. can't understand what they're saying. You know, he's got a bunch of beats on there and just they're talking about just a bunch of weird stuff and drugs and stuff. And I just think that the, the, everybody right now is so off. They're so, it, it's, uh, it's just, uh, it's, uh, how do I say this uh, in nice terms, on radio terms? Um, I, I don't, I don't know if there's anybody being held accountable for anything with their words spoken. Uh, it's just like a free for all right now, you know. Okay. Okay. Absolutely, and you know, uh, brother Brian, I, I, you know what? The, what the sad part is is that the church is not holding anybody accountable. You know what I'm saying? Good point. Good point. We, 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 yeah. we as men, and. Uh, um, T. Russ doesn't know this, but um, uh, Brother Brian put on Facebook, man, where a guy was out taking pictures of little girls or something. Okay. And he went and checked him. Okay. And he put it on Facebook. Oh, You wow. know, that he checked him. See what I'm saying? Wow. And, and so, you awesome. know. You know what I'm saying? So so me, we as men, whether it's a black man, white man, brown man, a green man, you know what I'm saying? When when those words are said, we should be, say, hey, you know what? That That's not culture. That's not good. To be doing those yeah. things because because I think somebody said that the worst evil is is when good men do nothing. Oh my! Say that yeah. one more time. Yeah. Uh, Say the, that one more time. the worst evil there is is when good men do nothing. Wow. See what I'm saying? Profound. And so and so I I want you and just tell them that really quickly, Brian, because I know you got to go. You're a busy man. Um, and that yeah. you know what you checking the homeboy at the beach. Decided to do a quick, you know, just a walk down. We don't get to SoCal very much, and when we do, we're always trying to pop into the radio show and, and visit Pastor Starks and everything. But uh, this day, we, we, we took a little walk down Huntington Beach and right by the pier, and me and my wife looked up, and there was three gentlemen. Uh, one guy had a telescopic lens, like a thick lens on his camera. Another, uh, two other guys had their phones out, and, and they were trying to be sneaky, and they were, you could tell that they were recording uh, ladies from the up, upper top of the pier. And me and my wife just called them out from the bottom. We're like, "Hey, I see what we see what you're doing up there." And they try to like, like, uh, they, you know, we're talking in here. But I, I told my wife, uh, you know, I said, "I'll go up there." She goes, "You're not going up there." I said, "Come on, let's go." And uh, <laughs> she started recording with her camera of me going up to this guy. And I was like, "Look, I go, I'm just gonna go up until I'm not gonna try to punk the guy. I'm just gonna go find out, you know, what they're doing and why they're doing it. And you know, if, if uh, I'm just gonna see what they're up to. And uh, I think a lot of people." You know, it's, it's nervous. It's, it, it is, it's crazy. We, you just don't know what somebody's going to say or do because it's confrontational and, you know, don't know how they're going to react. My biggest fear is when I do stuff like that is how 
somebody's going to react to what I say because I come in really, really nice and really humble. But I'm just afraid that they might <laughs> do something to make me a, a little, a little, a little another, another level up. So yeah. I, I always very, very careful when I do stuff like that. But I had to, I had to let this guy know, hey man, you know, you're down here with this this camera and you're taking pictures of girls. And if you got my wife on, I go, let me see your camera. If you got my wife pictures of my wife on here, you know, we're gonna have some problems. Right. And uh, and not to mention, do these women know you're even doing this? Because it doesn't look like you're up here. It looks like you're up here trying to be sneaky. And right. just the conviction alone, it was. We saw him about 15 minutes later, and he was just sitting down, and you could just tell he was full. Uh, he was just thinking about everything we had talked about. Wow. So it was a it was a, it was a good. I didn't really I didn't really uh, punk him too bad, right. but it, right. it just. I, I checked him, so he knew, like, that's not a good thing for him to be up there doing that. I'll, I, I'll be surprised if i ever seen that guy up there doing it again. <clears throat> well, I like what you said. Uh, this is T. Russ. You used the word conviction, and I liked another thing you did, the word check. I don't see the world checking anybody, and I don't see the world having conviction. I told someone the other day, they said, why do a lot of people have issues with you? They asked me this question, and I said... <laughs> The word says that because they hated Christ, they'll hate you. The word says that if you want to reign with me, you must suffer with me. And I am one of these guys that suffer. Uh, I I, I don't want to, trust me. I don't want to. But it seems like when you stand for something, you know, you're going to get it. And like I said, I, all the time, and I know where you're coming from when you're saying to do. Now, me, I, there, I used to be cocky because of my ability to fight. I'm a, I'm what you call a natural fighter. Uh, when you add the martial arts and the boxing from the army, I become prolific and profound. And it causes a, it causes a, huh, an arrogance I used to have where. You're listening to exciting premium content on KCWG. You're listening to exciting premium content on KCWGTheTruth.com. Throughout the years, that I tried to avoid everything. I tried to avoid the word Bruce Lee. You know, the art of fighting without fighting is real. A lot of people don't understand that. That defense is the best offense. When you say that to people that don't know how to fight, they don't know what you're talking about. But I, I know you do. With that being said, hey, I appreciate you being on, my brother. Uh, you can come on anytime. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. Pastor Starks, I appreciate it. This is a topic that we need support. We need some people to stand up, right? Like you. And uh, right. you have you had a statement you were going to make, right? I mean, I I just appreciate uh, Brian because he he's my brother, and I think okay. that I think you know. Whether he, you're African American, right. Caucasian, right. you know, uh, uh, Hispanic, or whatever, you my you my Christian brother. We are gonna live together for eternity, and man, and so we need to come together and help us as men, man, right. to 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 bring the moral compass back. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, as you said, uh, brother Brian, with man, it's, it done, it done slid off because everybody just scared. I don't want to say nothing because. You know, I don't know what this dude's going to do. I don't want to get in nobody's business. But the dude, the yeah. men of the old church would say something. You know what I'm saying? If oh, they saw man. us out of line, man, they would say something, man. And oh, that, man. and that's why we, we are the men or we are today because uh-huh. somebody said something to me. Right. You know, and so. Uh, they weren't so, scared. No, they weren't they scared. Yeah, they I say, you know, but what could yeah. you do to me? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's my right. respect. You, you, respect. You, if you're out there, you know, slipping, 
then somebody need to tell you you slipping. slipping. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And so our young people are slipping because we we scared to say anything to them. And so uh, that's my comments today. Thank you, Mr. Oh, Unbreakable, man. Oh, Tell. my goodness. Yeah, I, 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 I've had quite a few stories, man. So I, anytime you guys want to get together, um, I would definitely love to come down on, on, a, on a live show one of these times as well. But uh, I, got a, I got a quick story. I got, I got a second to tell you this one yeah, real quick? Yeah, you do. You do. Okay. Um, and how do, you say, how do you say your name? Is it T? What is it? How do you uh, T. Russ. T. Russ. T. Russ. T. Russ. T. Russ. How was that? Uh, okay. Are you a basketball fan? Did you watch the man? Watch I'm, a, the I'm a basketball. Uh, I'm a basketball fool, man. Okay. <laughs> who 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 were you voting to win? Uh, the Cavs or the Warriors uh, recently? Um, I was really going for the Cavaliers, not the Cavaliers, but for okay. Golden State because I'm a Golden State boy. And uh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Simple as that. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Well, regardless, we, me and my wife, live up in Northern California. Now we're from SoCal okay. originally, but we were up in Northern California. Um, and we were at uh, not the last Warriors game in the Cavs uh, finals, but the one before when the I believe I believe the Warriors beat them, and then the Cavs beat them the next game. I remember that. Uh, yes, and then the Warriors finally won the last one. Okay. Anyhow, me and my wife were uh, enjoying ourselves at a Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, just relaxing. We're not drinking or nothing. Just enjoying ourselves, having some food and some water and whatnot. And um, uh, a younger Mexican gentleman, I'm just going to be really nice, <laughs> uh, was checking my wife out the whole time. And uh, just she said, Brian, you okay, sit right here. So I'm feeling uncomfortable. So I, I already knew. I had my eye on this guy the whole time. And uh, here's the thing. Uh, you know, a lot of people, they just don't know who's who in, in the place. I scan a whole place when I walk in a place. I know Absolutely. who's good, bad, ugly. I know all that stuff. I know where to sit. Uh, you know, I mean, I feel everybody. And uh, I know who to give respect to. It's just it's where I come from. It's what I know. Okay. Uh, anyhow. Uh, I, I could tell this guy was a trouble, but uh, my wife went to the restroom. She came back. Uh, this gentleman uh, had spoke something to her, like into her face on her way back from the restroom. Um, I'm going to tell you, T. Russ and Pastor Starks, it took everything in me to, uh, it, well, he was, he was going to go down. <laughs> he was going down. <laughs> I understand. He was going down because my wife wasn't too happy what he said, and she wouldn't tell me what he said. It's a good thing she didn't. <laughs> but, um, you know, here's the thing. I'm a pastor and all, but I'm not going to be disrespected. He knows that's my wife. He, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I don't care how many drinks anybody's had. Nobody disrespects me or anybody I love at any time, at any point. I don't care who they are, what they are. None, none of that. So, and I'm not trying to be cocky. I'm just saying that's just the way it, it, it goes down. And I would never disrespect anybody else's wife or so on. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, anyhow, that being said, something almost went down, and uh, they got out of there. My wife, she said for the first time, she said, "Brian, you really scared me. I didn't know what you were gonna do." I said, "Listen, I know how to stop. Like I'm, I'm not an out of control person. I, even though I'm a pro- professional fighter, I know. I, I just, you can't let people." overrun you and, and just think that they can say or do anything that they want in this world without any consequences, mm, you know? I agree. And, and I understand, you know, violence comes up in our guns and knives and all that stuff. And you, I just, I have a very good sense on people and, and whether or not they're, they they're have more than what they they think they have. You know what I mean? Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. So anyhow, that being said, I just, I, it comes, <laughs> you can only be pushed so far, you know? Oh, I appreciate that story. And, and I think that goes on crossovers to, the N-word and being disrespectful and, you know, I don't like disrespectful people. I am in the same position as you, uh, a minister, uh, a fighter, uh, but at the same time, a man of peace. 
but I will get down. Yes. And everybody knows that about <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm a, I'll handle it. Yes. But with that being said, yes. uh, we all need to fight for justice and fight for peace. And that's what this show that's is about. True. And that's what this topic was about, that we fight for justice, fight for parity, fight for God. And and stand for Amen. something. So Amen. I appreciate you being on. Amen. I appreciate Pastor Stark. We're going to get out of here. And if you're sitting down in the audience, man, we just doing us. And we just hey, man, our phones are popping off the line right know, now, they, man. They popping off the line, man. They ain't going to let you go, <laughs> they man. They let me go. I got, I got one more guy got to get in here, okay, man. Okay, get, get him in, man. Hey, I, hey, I can wait. Hey, can Brian, wait. I'll, I'll give you a call tomorrow, yeah. brother. Thanks, man. All right, Brian. Okay. I'll talk God to you later. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. Be safe. Bye-bye. Wow, this is hot, man, and uh, so we got some really cool people. Take a quick break. Okay, let's get it. back to Russ. Hey, uh, I got the guy on. I got the man of the hour. This is the most intelligent, the most prolific. This is the man. It's, 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 uh, he's dynamite. Served in the United States Marine Corps. Man, he even wore suspenders on his shirts. Man, this is the man. Give it up for Rod Osborne, man. You on with T. Russ. What's up, my brother? How you doing? Hey, man, we chilling out here in Southern Cal, man. You know, Pastor Starks is funny. And, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, he, he had me rolling. You told me about the, what you guys were talking about, but, but give me a little bit more on it. Okay, you know, I am, um, you know, this show is about two psychologists. My meticulous, articulate host, DJ Rome, we, we talk about what we believe and what we don't believe. And we don't believe in the okay. N-word, but we understand that it comes from blood and sweat and slavery. At the same time, this uh -huh. young generation grabs hold of that word as endearing. And to mm -hmm. me, spiritually, it's a sabotage and it's mm -hmm. clouding the views of what we say, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and right, powers right. and weakness in our places. That word to me is hidden in the wickedness and the heavenlies where people really are clouded even Ice Cube, even the artists, the DJs that play that word. So now the world mm -hmm. embraces that word, but honestly they don't. It's kind of like, hey, we don't like uh, people with dark skin, but everybody's out there trying to get a suntan. It doesn't make sense, <laughs> okay? It just doesn't make sense. So <laughs> that's just how I feel about it. So I, I have to stand up and say I don't like the N-word. I don't like where it comes from, and I don't like where it's going. And I wanted your response and what you think about it. Well, you know, man, I so appreciate the fact that you guys have put me on the show. I got a bigger question. Why is there so much animosity around this word? Not to say that I agree with the, with the use of the word, but why don't we feel the same way we do about the thoughts that we hold in our mind day in and day out? 
Why are we not so vehemently against those thoughts, the lies that we tell ourselves, the stories that are completely incongruent with the Scripture? When the Lord says we're fearfully and wonderfully made, we're saying things to us like, uh, to ourselves like, like uh, you'll never amount to anything. You're a waste of good skin. Man, you, you'll never be anything. We, and we beat ourselves up. They, they say that we do that 1,800 times an hour. There are people that speak negatively about themselves, yet the first time they hear about the N-word, they go off. I mean, I, this true. is the thing. Being a life and business coach, my, my whole thought right with that is, I get the word. It was used as a term of endearment even when I was growing up. I'm 55 right now. But okay. when it was your boy, that's what you called him. You did. But, I mean, you I'm did. sorry. When it, when it was my boy, that's what I called him. That's true. But as I moved on and I started hanging around different people, reading certain books, you know, I, I just started to change my language because I wanted to increase the quality of it. Oh, I like it. But, they, but yeah. it's still being used by some people. It's still being used you know, in that, in that way, and to the point where I've got people that I know that are Hispanic that can say it better than the boys on the block Absolutely. used to say it. Absolutely. So Absolutely. It's, it's, it's changed. I mean, it really has changed. Now, the use of the word, I've replaced it with this one right here. Okay. <laughs> because okay. That, that's what we've done. Okay. Because my, my closest friends, they know what we talk about. Oh, man, this one right here. I mean, all the time, but, but that's the direction we've taken it. Okay. If someone comes to me and says they don't appreciate the word, you know, the use of the word, I'm going right after their thoughts, man. I'm going after all of it. I'm going to say, do you, do you treat the people that use the word? Do you ask them about the thoughts they think? So how, so how do you do me, that? Like, how do you do that? Thought, Give me an example. Well, it's, it, okay, here it is. Okay. Let's just say that, that uh, let, let's just say I use the word. Okay. So I've used the word, and somebody comes to me and goes, you know, man, that is just totally condescending, Ron, that you would use a word like that. And I'd let them speak, and I'd say, so what do you mean? And then I'd find out where their heart was. And I'll, I'll see the bitterness, or I'll see the hurt, or something like that, okay. and then I'll ask them this question. Okay. How often do you say things about yourself that are contrary to Scripture, yet you continue to do it and permit that stuff to stay in your head? Deep. And you get mad because you heard me use one word. <laughs> and then they've given me the opportunity right. to talk to them about the many words that they use against themselves. Come on, man. Seriously. That's I mean, deep. you You're use right. one word and people go off. But You're they right. have the license, or I'm sorry, they've given themselves permission okay. to become child abusers because they speak against a child of God contrary to the word of God. Mm. And the word clearly says it, man. He says, let God be true and every man a liar. Why is it okay for you to talk about yourself contrary to Scripture, but the moment somebody uses the N-word, you go off like you're some kind of crusader? Ooh, I like it. It bothers me, man. And, and that's where I go with it, because there's bigger things to think about. Now, that does not take away from the importance of it. I, you know, seriously, it doesn't. But I think that the, that the thing that we should be focusing on, even in the body of Christ, is the conversations we have with ourselves and the quietness of our mind. If your mind does not line up with the Word of God, you've got some work to do. Ooh. And that's, that's how I feel about the whole thing. Okay. i got a lot of work to do. Even too. being a life and business coach, i got a lot of work to do, so I'm careful about the words I speak. I, I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. No, I, I, I love it, and I want to ask you a question. I don't, because this one right here. This <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, I got a question. My question is, what do you say to people when, when, when you realize their thoughts and they use that word and they come at you and they say, you use that word, what do you say? I mean, have you had an instance where you had to check somebody? 
And when you did, what did you say? I absolutely did, man. You're listening to exciting premium content on KCWG, the truth.com. So, so when I work with various this, and, and I got to speak for me because everybody doesn't own this one. But I had friends that were of different races that were so close to me. And, and I call that sharing blood. I mean, when you could count on them, you know, because the word says there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Right. A brother's born for adversity. It talks about the importance of a relationship. Um, these people were so close to me. This one white guy in particular was, like, really close to me. But between him and I, that word was used as a term of endearment. Okay. Okay, so, so there was a license given. But there was a problem that took place because he felt the freedom to use that word in the midst of not only black people, but other white people. Mm. And I had to pull him aside and check him. Okay. And I said, you, you can't do that, man. That's, that's for you. That's something that you and me talk about. You can't, you can't use that word around those people because they don't understand us. They don't understand our relationship. They don't understand our, our cause. Because, look, this is my come from. Where I came from in the projects, that word was commonly used. Absolutely. And if it was given to you to use, it was a term of endearment. Absolutely. I don't care what they talk about. I'm 55 right now. Okay. Okay? So somebody that's 75 would feel, might feel very different about, about what I say. But I had to pull him aside and check him, and he took the check. But I, but I never let people talk to me like that. And a lot of times it's the motive of the heart, man. You can hear it in the way they say it. That's right. You know, and, that's and, but, but that's, that's, now that's my come from. Does not mean it's right or wrong. That's not what this conversation's about. It was the use of the word and how I allowed or disallowed it to take place. Okay, well, my, I have another question because, you know, you've, this is very interesting and I didn't get hyped up. So why does society take, <laughs> yeah, I'm hyped up now. I want to go. So it's like, <laughs> Why does society, and even people like me, and I put myself in this category, why are we okay. so sensitive about that word when we know we've used it ourselves? For example, I was in a situation three years ago, and I felt if I didn't use it, I would be punked. For example, I had a dude come at me, had a dude come, had two guys come at me, and uh, they uh-huh. wanted to uh, jump me at, uh, at the gym. Mm-hmm. And them not knowing my martial art background, my army background, uh, my pride rose up. And I one of the words I said yeah. was, nigga, what's up? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I couldn't say Negro. I couldn't say brother. I could at that time, that words is <laughs> <laughs> a word right like here. you gotta know where I come from. Cause where I come from was where you come from. And they did, they stopped yeah. and said, Whoa. What's your thoughts? Because, you know what, man? I got, I got to tell you. Uh, see, it still doesn't make it right, but, but watch. Right, it doesn't. Sometimes. Like, like because, because here's what happens. Um, we, we as, and, and let me just be me. Okay. We as brothers work hard to speak in a certain way of intelligence so that we can, we can meet, we can reach people, different levels. This is what I've stuck. This is the quality of life I've chosen for myself is to, to not only enhance my reading, so that I'd be the highest and best version of myself, but I've changed my language considerably. Okay. Okay. So, so sometimes when I got into situations, I get what you're saying because I've had to go there with them. And then it's easy for me to go back and forth into slang because that's where I came from. It's just where I chose not to stay. Okay. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give us a license to use the word. I'm going to say, that each man has made a choice as to how that word lands on him. Mm. For me, okay. what lands deeper 
is when I hear the tone behind the use of the word. Right. Because it's right. not what you say, but it's how it's said and the motive behind it once I discover that motive. I can't, I can't determine what a person's motive is. I, even if they use the word, I can say, so tell me how you meant that. Because I'm going to tell you, it came out nasty. So I'm going to need to help you out if it came out wrong. And I think sense. we both know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm going to dress somebody up if you come up short. I mean, that's just how I feel. So, and, so, that, and that's real so talk. That's not the, yeah, 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 I gotta. I'm not gonna get it twisted, but just because I talk the way I do, don't mean I can't ball somebody up. That's I right. Mean, that's where we came from. We that's a come from. However, moving forward, what I'm telling you know, like my grandkids, they don't go there. They don't use that language. But just in knowing their culture, I let them know about that word, how it was used. And if I hear my my grandkids use it, I tell them not to, hmm. because that's like. That would be like poison in the mouth of a, of a baby viper. They don't know when to use it or how, and when they do, they use all of it. You know, so so I'm not I'm not condoning once again just for your radio sh- uh, show host. I'm not condoning the use of the word. I'm saying that I'm very careful about what I say to people when I say and if I even say something to somebody. Okay, so but they're more than happy to get on the radio show and talk to me about it and tell me how to feel because. Okay. I'll listen. So so you and I have a certificate and a license to understand the constraints and the control. How do we empower others to do the same and use that word reasonably and responsibly? Because we all know, you and I know, that behind closed doors, when it gets heated or when it gets we just cool <laughs> and some brothers get some, throw some back, that, you know, I'll be real, that, that word's going to come out. How do, how do we project it in the correct way? How do we teach it in the correct way? How do we do it? Well, well, how about this? Okay. How about we not focus on the word, but how about if we focused on renewing their mind to where they think like totally that. different? I like, I like, and how do we do that? How do we do the word that? Says, remember what the word says. It says in Romans 12, it says, don't be conformed to this world. Okay. It's ideals, it's, it's ways of being, but rather be transformed by the entire renewing of your mind. Renewing the Lord is, is want, wanting us to elevate the way we think about ourselves and those around us. The Lord is... One is us to, to change the way we think and feel about our life, our relationship with him. And so in so doing, the focus is not on the use of the word or the lack thereof, but the focus becomes, what am I saying out of my, my mouth? If it does not edify God, if it does not bring value to the person in front of me, then why am I saying it? No. There are bigger, more devastating things that we could do than just using that word. Absolutely. And I totally agree. And I like your perspective. And uh, can you leave us with something more profound? You're listening to exciting premium content on KCWG. You're listening to exciting premium content on Something to leave us with that maybe we need to chew on and digest uh, this week from from this perspective. You know, I I got you. And I want to thank you so much for inviting me on the show. It it means a lot to me. Listen, here's the distraction. This is called, this is a demonic distraction. It doesn't mean the word nigga is not bad. The the use of it, it's not about that. This word is a distraction. And And what the enemy has done is he's got us so wrapped up around the use of this word that we are not being wrapped up around the use of our words against ourselves. The lies we tell ourselves about who we are and who we're not. Mm. We, we don't think about how we think about ourselves or other people. We spend our time being concerned about this word. We want to make it a, a political situation. Let me ask you, if I went inside of your mind and I just did a transcript of everything you said that day, 
how many negative things would I run into that do not line up with Scripture, you man put, of God? You, you would put me in an insane asylum. And lock me up. That's what you would do. What I'm saying, but see, that's my point. Satan gets us all wrapped up on one word. What is it? You swallow a gnat, but you what is it? You choke on a gnat, but you swallow a camel. Oh, is is the analogy that they use. You get off of it, guys. It's not about this one word. It's about the words you say about yourself in the quietness of your mind. Absolutely. That's what it's about. And if what you say about yourself does not line up with the Word of God, you are lying. And the Word of God says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're the apple of His eye. Love it. Oh, my gosh. Don't even make me get up in the Scriptures about this. Hey, 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 we're going to have you back, man. We're going to have you on the show, man. Oh, you know what, man? It's more than a pleasure. If you even want to get a flavor of how much fun I have on the radio, um, my show is Momentum for Life, which means live your full expectancy, L-Y-F-E. Um, and, and I get at it, man. Every Friday at about 1130 to 1230, I have more fun. But thank you so much for the privilege of being on your show, but I so appreciate that. Oh, no problem, man. You have been a privilege. I'm glad I stayed. Uh, I want to leave the audience with your words. So is a man thinketh, so is he. This is Real Love, Real Talk. Mm-hmm. KCWG, thank you for coming on. Much love. i like to be on your show. You thank can you be on mine. Me. Let's handle Let's do it. Absolutely. And let's change our thoughts. We love. One love. All right now. West Coast, baby. This one right here. That one. That one. <laughs> Just listen to an exclusive KCWGTheTruth.com program on our subscription premium content channel. Thank you again for your support of KCWGTheTruth.com, the best internet radio on the planet.